It's the Favorites Podcast presented by FanDuel. Football season is here, and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. I love betting at FanDuel because they've got an app that's safe and easy to use. Plus, they have all the markets I'm looking to bet, like spreads, live betting, player props, same game parlays, and more. So use promo code FAVORITES and download the FanDuel app today to make every moment more this football season. You must be 21 and over in select states. Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FANDUEL.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Virginia, 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text Hope NY in New York. Tennessee red line is 1-800-889-9789, 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming, or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast from the Volume Podcast Network. I am Chad Millman, Chief Content Officer of the Action Network. I am joined, as I am, every episode by my co-host, my companion, my compadre, my BFF, professional better, Simon Hunter. Uh, breathe it in, Chad. Breathe it in, brother. Day Let one. Me tell you I love football so much, and I feel like I love it more and more every single year. <laughs> I was driving my kid to school this morning. We were talking about the games and I'm just telling him how much I love football and how much I can't wait for the game tonight. Then I went into this whole speech about testosterone you? and like, I just want you to punch a hole in their fucking chest. The dude could not get out of the car fast enough. I think if, if I had been on a highway he would have jumped out <laughs> at 7.22 in the morning. No, I get what you mean. Like, I literally, I was like, I, I feel like a kid. I could not sleep last night. Even though it's just one game, I know it's going to be a way worse Saturday. I'll probably, again, I'm not much of a drinker. I'll, I'll definitely drink all day Saturday just so I can just go to bed and then finally just wake up and football will be here Sunday morning. But, man, just, just thinking about the matchup tonight of Stafford, Josh Allen, kicking it off, it's just, it's the best, brother. And that's why football is truly king. Someone was joking the other day with me about it. They were like, there's no other sport the two worst teams could play, like the Browns and Carolina. And we talk about it all week. I was like, it's yeah. so true. What, what other sport do you care like that? But in football, people care. They care a lot. Let's get right to it. Let's not dilly-dally. We got a lot to talk about. We will get down to our final five favorite picks. You can follow that in the Faves 5 in the Action Network app. We probably won't officially lock it until Sunday. You can follow all the picks we put in. In the favorites podcast handle in the Action Network app, we're going to end the show on Scooch Roulette, where we each sort of choose our pick and we go head to head. We'll have a round robin parlay, money line, underdog, round robin parlay. We will do a survivor pick. We will have a big balls bet of the week. But as always, on the Thursday show, we start with sharp calls. Hello, who's there? I'm talking. Ring, ring, telephone ring. Somebody said, baby, what you doing? 
Simon, who called you to tell you we were making bad decisions? No surprise. It was mainly people talking trash to me, uh, like I predicted. I had a couple guys reach out that love our picks and a couple of always getting the call of being, you have to take this one. You guys are idiots if you don't put this in your five. And I would say the one that kept coming up was Atlanta. I feel like the pros love that number. They love the fact that it hasn't moved, right? Why hasn't it gotten to six? Everyone and their grandma has been teasing the Saints. They've been betting the Saints. It, it is funny how many of them loved it. And I joked to myself, I liked it too, but that was when you were on early on. You liked that number right when it came out. Um, you know, of course, I thought it was going to move. I thought we were going to be able to get a better number. But obviously, the books have taken a stand. They just kept it there. Uh, they've kept it kind of at the five and a half. They touched six just for a little bit, and they got bet right back down to five and a half. So to me, it makes sense. I feel like me and you're going to end up having that one in one of our five just because pros I trust love it. Me and you both already loved it. When, when the numbers match up with what other pros are saying, that's usually what me and Chad, we take those numbers. Uh, the big discrepancy is going to be our Tennessee Giants pick. I knew that going into it, and they hate when I say this to them, but I just love the phrase sharp trap, and it feels like a sharp trap. Like all the trends point to taking the Giants. Every year people want the Giants to be good. Like, honestly, you can go back to any podcast at this point before the season starts, and they will be talking about how the Giants were going to be different this upcoming season and how they're going to be improved I mean, who's their last coach? Judge. We heard it this whole time there. I I just can't get behind them. So I understand where these pros are coming from, right? New regime, Daniel Jones being coached up. Maybe he'll be better this year. And I kept firing back at them. You're talking about Daniel Jones in a new system year one with a rookie head coach on the road against the coach of the year and the one seed in the AFC last year, all healthy. Again, we'll talk about this game, I'm sure, but I just, if this was week seven or eight, I'd be with them. Like, I would feel like this would be a good time and spot to take this Giants team if they were being undervalued. To me, the Giants are being overvalued. And the fact that so many professionals were calling me and saying how much they loved it, that just feels like they're walking into one. So those were the two biggest ones talked about. It funny that it's both a five and a half number, right? A dead number. But that's what a lot of guys were calling me about, just being like, I hate that bet that you and Chad are making. It's making me like it even more, Chad. I don't know about you. Yeah, uh, we're going to talk about Survivor in a little bit, but the Titans have sneakily become probably one of my two top survivor plays. And I'm in a bunch of different survivor uh, pools. And so I've, I've, you know, played the Titans as one of my teams in a couple of these pools. Um, I listened to Stucky and Chris Raybon on the action network podcast this morning. It's great. Go download it. Uh, action network podcast, rate, review, subscribe. They'll go through their Sunday six pack. Uh, they had the giants in their Sunday six pack. It makes no sense to me. They love Daniel Jones road underdog splits nine and zero on the road as an underdog. We all know that he's much better on the road than at home, but it's the giants and it's Daniel Jones and it's a rookie coach and it's a new system. All the things that you just said are true. And it's Mike Vrabel, who's just a good coach with a better team at home. It's a dead number of five and a half. I could see them winning by a touchdown. I could see them blowing them out. Yeah, especially with a, a fully healthy, fresh tires, Derrick Henry. Like the guy has just been waiting, yeah. waiting for this. So, yeah, again, We're if not it's week it. seven or eight, me and Chad would be all over this Giants team. I just think this is just a bad spot for them to start in. Meanwhile, and we'll get to this. My, why don't we why don't we just start there? We love, love 
love Atlanta plus five and a half. Um, the wise guys told you they love Atlanta plus five and a half. Uh, I am becoming more convinced of this bet as the week goes on. Think about this. We're talking about a team in the New Orleans Saints, a new coach and a quarterback playing together and coaching together for the first time. A coach in Dennis Allen, not like he lit the world on fire the last time he was a head coach, right? Sean Payton, who had a brilliant career in New Orleans, a brilliant career as a coach who covers the spread in New Orleans. Um, I don't know why there is any love for the Saints team. I don't get it. Like this is a a smash spot for me on the Falcons. Yeah, and Sean Payne's claim to fame, he took his son's one and nine team to a 10 and 0 team the next year. This man is a genius. Yes. Uh, yeah. Rookie head coaches, right? We've seen the numbers. Our guy Evan Abrams put it out. Three and 19 straight up since 2018. Rookie head coaches in their first start. There's a reason it's so damn hard in this league. And to prepare your guys and not to be caught up in the moment during the game is even harder, right? Like these guys can have all the prep they want in the world. Something's going to happen that's going to throw them off. And it's about how can they handle that? Where you're looking across the field and you have coaches that have been there. They know the grind of the NFL. They've been in the position of being a head coach. To me, that is an advantage. And I get it. Arthur Smith, who the hell is he? He did nothing with this Atlanta team last year. I still liked what he did in the offensive side, though. I still think this guy is a smart mastermind on the offensive side where, yeah, you could say what you want. Matt Ryan was not bad last year. He played well for this Atlanta team. The struggles for them were on their defensive side, which they tried to address this offseason in the draft. So divisional game. This number should be three, three and a half. People have just been bashing Atlanta all offseason. That's why this number keeps growing. People just keep betting the Saints. And then it finally stopped. I, I'm telling you, the books are telling you something. When they stop like that. They're taking a hard stance. Again, we're not going to win every bet we take like this, me and Chad, when we take dogs like this. But when it's a number like this that's just been paused for multiple weeks and you're going to ride with the books, you usually feel good because they're obviously, they know something. When we have numbers backing it up, we think it should be three, three and a half. That's another thing we're looking for. And just the fact that it's a divisional game, Chad, you know that. Like, we already have a bunch of bets, a home dog divisional game week one. That's just an auto play for us. So, again, another trend since 2018. It's 5-0, and taking that home dog ATS. So, we just cannot take Atlanta on this position. Same, again, we'll talk about it as we come up here on Houston. Another position where you just kind of have to hold your nose and take a gross dog. Divisional dogs in week one since 2004, 58-32-2 against the spread. 64% over the last eight years, 29 and nine. All of that is from Raybon uh, in the Action Network podcast. I'm blatantly stealing it, but it's good and it fits our narrative. So I'm going to share it. Um, and by the way, that number and that percentage, the sample size is much smaller, but the percentage, the coverage percentage for dogs when they are of greater than three explodes. Um, so we got a lot of those situations this week. I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. Well, the, the, only other thing one. I say, the only reason I love doing these trends for 2018 on is because that was when legalization happened across America, which to me is more of a sample than just when we're all of our data is kind of just from one area in the country in Vegas. Right. So to me, that's why I try to use the 2018 thing on. But like Chad said, you can keep going back. If anything, dogs have just gotten better for us. As it legal, that's like my whole point of this is like we get more value now because of legalization because so much more public money is coming on the favorites. Yeah. Um, but I agree with Chad. You can go back as far as you want. It's always going to point to taking these home divisional dogs. 
one point of clarity. Our data comes from books around the world since 2003, literally millions of data points, not just Vegas. Um, But I do think that since 2018 with legalization, also the game opening up, like there's different rules that are taking place like year after year. Yeah, I don't know how much they know in Europe or Asia about American football, but I get what Chad's point is. (laughs) Well, let's say when I say around the world, I don't necessarily mean Europe and Asia. Were you talking Iceland too? No, I'm talking about maybe places that are offshore. Right, right. I know. I'm just busting your balls. Um, so let's talk about uh, the other one that we were really into. So, by the way, I'm going to make Atlanta plus five and a half. That's in the Fay five. Yeah, no brainer. Hundred percent. We're in. We're in. That's, that's literally what the show is all about. Just yeah. a gross, gross, gross dog. Get used to it, people. <laughs> Be uncomfortable. Betting means doing bad things. That's it. Gross bets, gross profits. Houston. Houston, man. We loved Houston at plus eight and a half. This line moved aggressively over the 48 hours from, say, Sunday until we did our show earlier in the week. It is now seven and a half. If I'm getting the hook at seven and a half, I still like it. Uh, still majority of the tickets on the Colts, massive amount of money on the Texans. Wise guys love this game. You and I love this game. If we can get the seven and a half, we still take it. Yeah, still still think that's such a key number. We would still take it. Few books you can get it at. Uh, FanDuel, our lovely sponsor, they still have, actually have the seven and a half up. They went to seven. I don't even know what that was. Maybe in two or three in the morning today. And then as soon as I woke up again at six, seven in the morning, I was back to seven and a half. So kind of uh, kind of thing where they've moved the number. The public will come, keeps coming back in on it, so they keep bumping it back up. Or it's just, I don't know. They're kind of, they're kind of playing both sides here. It's just a little interesting. Uh, but to me, yeah, we can go through the matchups of these, how these two teams matches up. But it's more about the Colts team in general, right? This Colts team historically is horrible on the first week of the season. I believe it's up to uh, eight straight seasons. They haven't won uh, week one. It's it's bad. It's it's a Colts team that historically has come out slow as well under Frank Reich. My biggest thing looking at this game is what happens in these early weeks in these divisional games. And I, I keep going back to that Jaguars year where they were one in 15 and their one win with Gordon Minshew came week one against Philip Rivers where Philip Rivers did not punt. He played almost a perfect game. I think they put up 34, 31 points and they still somehow lost to a Jaguars team that did went, didn't win for the rest of the year. I think that's a perfect summary for what week one is. It's just madness. It's kind of just pure chaos. And we're trying to lean into that. And again, we're not, we didn't talk about the Jets game yet because that, that number got seven and a half, but this was the biggest number all year, right? The whole offseason, this was up to seven and a half, eight, eight and a half, been fluctuating. And now Chad's talked about these trends. People are getting smarter. The public's getting smarter. They're hearing about these trends, right? What we're talking about here. So to me, it makes sense that the pros are on it. It's cool that the public is coming on as well. But I get it if you don't want to take it. But to me, if, if in our contest, especially anyone's contest, if you're getting eight and a half, this is an auto play. This is a no brainer. You have to play at that number. Seven in your contest, I'd start thinking about it. For me and Chad, though, seven and a half to eight and a half, we're playing this number. Even if you're not in a contest, seven and a half or higher, if you don't play this, we're failing you as podcast hosts. <laughs> yeah. If we I mean, haven't yeah, convinced you. Yeah. If we haven't convinced you the value in taking 
a seven and a half, eight, eight and a half divisional home underdog in week one against a team that historically starts slow with this head coach. What are we fucking doing here? What is our raison d'etre? Uh, you know? or you, you can't fight. You can't fight it, people. This is literally you got to get used to doing this stuff because, again, we sound crazy right now. But come Monday, it's going to all make sense. So this is the biggest pros Joe's game on the board, right? We talk about pros and Joe's. We talk about the betting tickets that come in is usually an indication of what the squares, the Joe's are betting. And the money is usually an indication of what the professionals are betting right now. There is no bigger pro Joe discrepancy on the board. There's 54% of the tickets are coming in on the Colts and 86% of the money is coming in on the Texans. Wow. That should tell you something right there because with the tickets coming in on the Colts, they still haven't moved the number up. They've moved it down. That tells you that the professionals are coming in on the Houston Texans. Lions plus four against your Eagles. Detroit. This to me is becoming a little bit of a trendy dog this week. It's still a pro's play, like 52% of the tickets on the Eagles, about 63% of the money on the Lions, plus four. So much love for the Eagles right now. Are we getting too much wise guy love for the Lions? We've been buying the hype all summer. Are people catching up? Are we wrong? Are we just deceived? What do you think? It's definitely, definitely one of the more trendy home dogs this week, right? I mean, people yep. have been talking about them, not just the hard knocks factor. I think it's everything. All the Atlantic guys talked about them all summer. I mean, they have an incredible offensive line. They have Swift in the backfield. I'm on St. Brown on the right receiver. I mean, their tight end's even a stud, so – you know, to me, it, it kind of makes sense where we all assume their defense will be better. We all assume their secondary will be improved. Now they got guys back healthy. So Detroit, they're building blocks, the offensive line, the defensive line. Like that's literally their identity. So, yeah, does it make me nervous? They're going up against a team that's the better version of them with a better offensive line and a better defensive line? A little bit. Does it make me nervous that this Eagles team beat the same exact Detroit team last year? I think, what, 44 to 7? Yeah, a little bit. But again, we can't take much from last year because those are different spots where that Detroit team, I don't think they had won a game at that point. So again, they lost out there 0-8 and they literally rallied from that point on the rest of the season. So most teams would have folded up, right, getting blown out like that. So I, I look at it from the perspective of this Lions team has been marked this one down, right? Since the minute the schedule came down, they've been looking at this game to me, right? The Eagles team, not that they're going to overlook this. We talked about it, though. They've been getting hyped up all summer. So I do think it's a little unfortunate the number's down to three and a half at FanDuel. Like, me and Chad loved it at four and a half. We love it at four. Still would take it at three and a half. We talk about time four is such a key number. We've seen it. We, how many times we've seen that come into play? So, still love it at three and a half. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely worrying some, Chad, right? We've seen how much love. It feels like everyone's taking this Lions team. But I just – nothing's changed for me. I still think this is a bad number. So, I would take the three and a half. If it was three, two and a half – yeah, maybe then we could start talking Eagles and being a little bit undervalued. But it's not because the Eagles have just been hyped up. So I still think you're getting a good number if you want to take the three and a half. But if you can find the four, shop around, find the four. Lions were the executive decision. They are now, as Matt Mitchell says, an executive darling. You want that to be one of the five? 
I can't decide yet. We got Atlanta. I'll I'll tell you why. Houston, Atlanta, Houston's locked in. Atlanta, Houston are locked in right now. Yeah. We got a couple more that we were loving that I want us to go through, including the game that I think we believe will be our big balls bet of the week. And then there are two that I think we have to give strong consideration to. Okay. Let's say the lines are in. Hello, Detroit. You've won my heart. So we've we've nailed three fives, two competing spots, and I think there are four games to discuss for those two competing spots. One of them is our foxhole bet, Cowboys plus two and a half. If there's any game that I'm wavering on, it's this one. The spot is right. 100%. I think you're getting a Cowboys team at home that can compete, that has the right weapons, but I don't believe in their coach. I don't believe in their ownership. I think they will always fail fans and will usually fail betters. But this Buccaneers team with a new coach, as great as Tom Brady is, their offensive line is in shambles. And so the one thing you've got to be able to do is project Tom Brady up the middle on the offensive line. And I don't believe they are well-equipped to do that in week one. Yeah. And that's definitely one of the things I probably, you know, put my, put, took a stand on where it's like, that's gotta be the weakness here. Then I saw Chris Godwin's back. So now they got Julio, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans. I don't know. Tom probably could figure out quick release and get those guys uh, in, involved, but yeah, I think I'm with you, Chad. Where it's like I, I felt really confident. In, I'm still betting on it. It might be a better real life play than a contest play. So yep. to me, that's one of those you kind of have to take it again. We talked about it. This is going to be a big tease game. Everyone's going to be teasing this game. It's such a teaser number. Why would you not take the Cowboys at home on a prime time game? Again, guys go hard nonstop. Like this is one of those. Just seems like it'll be close. Like Tampa historically plays these games close early on with Tom. If you go back and look at his early season record, but to me, I get what Chad's saying here. Like, I, I honestly think if it was three, we would mean you would feel way better, right? Like that would just, for some reason, give me a little more relief where the two and a half, there's certain teams where it's like, I don't really know about the two and a half. And I'm wavering a little bit, putting them in the contest just because of that. It's like, there's other numbers that cross key numbers. I like better than the Dallas Cowboys. I love our, fans who listen to the podcast and then they will tweet at us all the time. Someone tweeted at you and tweeted at me their favorite quote from the podcast episode from earlier this week. It was, I'm working my ass off and Chad is always trying his best, which was in the moment sounded like a compliment. And then when you read it, sounds a lot more like the ultimate uh, You know, Chad tries hard. Not that good, but he tries hard. I can't be held down. I can do whatever I fucking want. I thought that too. It was just funny when he when he put it there. I was like, out of out of context, that does look like just an absolute yeah. smack to the face. Yeah, but I swear totally that was from a good like, place uh, in my heart of genuine, like yeah. that. We, the fact that we actually bust our asses. All right, so let's take the Cowboys out plus two and a half. Let's talk about what I think should be big balls bet of the week. <laughs> Are you ready? Are you ready? It's the Seattle Seahawks plus six and a half on Monday Night Football. Woo! I mean, the only balls I can think of having bigger balls betting would be the Jets. Like, this is it, though, because this is a standalone island game. Yeah. Me and Chad are going to be on a literally an island betting this game. No one else is probably going to give this out. 
they'll be like, uh, yeah, you probably should take the Seahawks here, but you can't do it because who's going to take Gino at home on Monday night, right, Chad? Nobody is going to spend a segment on a podcast trying to convince people why <laughs> they should take it and planting a flag in the ground on it. They will say, yeah. And then so that way they can say, yeah, I had the Seahawks, but when it doesn't happen, there's not like a lot of noise about it. So they can just skip over it. We are fucking saying it. Seahawks plus six and a half Monday night football. Book it. <laughs> Go into the action app. Find the line. If you're in a legal state and you're betting with FanDuel, click on the score cell right there. Get Eagles, get Seahawks plus six and a half. Quick slip it right over to FanDuel. You'll be done in 10 seconds. Put your money in there. We're on it. We're on it. Gotta be. And I, now I feel bad. People are looking down their sheet right now about our favorite five and the three marked in right now are Atlanta, the Texans, and the Seahawks. I mean, holy crap. Well, hold on. Now, the, it, we've, we have Atlanta, Houston, and Detroit. It oh, definitely right, right, marked right. in. The Seahawks, we are definitely considering, but I would say we're definitely betting it. Whether or not we put it in our contest is a different conversation. That's true. I love this number. I mean, the, the joke of it is, it's it's so ugly. Like I just, even like when I bet it, not that the woman laughed at me when I went up to the counter. She did she did like a double like a double take when I said it. She like looked down, then looked back up at me, and then and then put it in like with a little smirk of like another sucker. So that's always a good feeling. Usually I feel really good about those bets, and I bet it again, which I did. As soon as she gave me that look, I said let, let let's, let's hit it again. Uh, so that's this is a game I'll be heavily invested in in the sense that I am with you people. Seahawks are bad, but they're not as bad as we all think they are. And you're getting a home team with the 12th man against Russell Wilson coming back after all these years, all of his history of this team. Again, running with a whole new squad. Like, it's it's different. I get he's looked great in practice, and I do think Russ still has it in him. Like, he could actually be just what Denver's looking for. But, man, did the NFL give him a raw deal starting him in this spot, going on the road against the Seahawks in a primetime game. Six and a half, that's such a great number to get a home dog in this position. When you step up to the counter and you bet the Seattle Seahawks, they should be dropping balloons as if you're the millionth customer at a car dealership. The woman behind the counter should be looking at you and saying, respect. She should be tipping her cap. She shouldn't be giving you some side eye or laughing at you. The reason why I'm not sure we put it in the contest is because I do think there are a couple games that we got to consider. Number one. So right now we're locked in. Lions, Atlanta, Houston. Seattle is there, but could be knocked out. We have one more, possibly two more. The start of the NFL season is here, and the best place to practice your touchdown dance is on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. FanDuel is kicking off week one with a no-sweat bet for everybody. It doesn't matter if you're a new customer or already have an account. You'll get free bets back. If you don't win, just log in and see for yourself. This week, I'd use my free bets on the Detroit Lions against the Philadelphia Eagles. New to FanDuel Sportsbook? Just sign up with promo code FAVORITES to get started. That's promo code FAVORITES. Either way. Celebrate the return of football season with a no-sweat bet during week one. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner 
of the NFL. You must be 21 or older and in select states. Refund issued as a non-withdrawable free bets that expire 14 days after receipt. Maxed refund $5 unless otherwise specified. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text Hope NY in New York. Tennessee red line is 1-800-889-9789, 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming, or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. Steelers plus six and a half. As I think about this game more and more, how do we not bet Mike Tomlin in a rah-rah spot as an underdog in the division in games that inevitably land on a field goal football is our game our business is winning yeah we we literally joked about it i don't even know seven months ago or six months ago when the super bowl ended we're going to be fading the Bengals a lot this upcoming season we have all seen the trends the team that loses the super bowl and week one does not fare well and the simple fact is it's different last year was different all right they were on a roll are they really a super bowl team caliber team we'll find out this year that was one of those things. They were just the hottest team. Just like, remember those Giants team that upset the Patriots team? Yeah. You just go on these runs. And then the next year, it's just different. It feels different. The locker room has different guys in it. That's going to hit them. That's going to hit Cincy. Pittsburgh team, no expectations. Love the fact that the number has not changed at all. Didn't even We no one even knew who the quarterback was. The book kept it at six and a half, and they left it there. And they've just let everyone come in, bet the Bengals for the division, bet this Bengals number week one, you know, teased it down. Plenty, like I, I was looking online at the biggest tease games right now. This is up there. This and Denver are those two teams that are way up there for most tease teams. Uh, I think the Chiefs might be number one, which is, again, scary because I like them this week. But, yeah, Chad, Chad nailed it there. It's like even lines, I do love the lines. If the lines are three and a half in the contest and we could get a six and a half with the Steelers, I probably would take the Steelers over the lines in that position just because, again, I think that's a better number. And I like both the matchups just the same. Like, there's both reasons and reasons not to be on either side in these matchups. With Pittsburgh, I feel like you nailed it, right, Chad? A rah-rah Mike Tomlin spot. We live for these moments, uh, especially moments where he's just hears all the doubt. And he's telling his guys about all this doubt. So defensive battle, in my opinion, this game. And I like Pittsburgh keeping it close. Yeah, three points sounds right to me. So six and a half is a gift. Straight up. Win this game, bro. Win this game. All right, I'm putting Steelers plus six and a half in the locked column. So now we have four for sure. Lions, we have to have Atlanta. a favorite, though. You have to have at least a favorite. I got an idea. Lions, Atlanta, Houston, Steelers. Yep. I'm going to say something. I believe strongly that we should put this into our Fay Five. Panthers, short home favorites over the Browns. <sighs> and I would say on the sharp calls, this is a game that came up. Pros are all over this Browns team. And I said to them, do you know the Browns history? They're another team. I don't think they've won an opening day in a lot of years. I don't know. It might be like maybe they're the team that hasn't won in eight years. But. Hey, Simon, it's Matt. That number is actually 17. 17 consecutive week one losses 
for the Cleveland Browns. They last won in 2004 against the Baltimore Ravens and quarterback Kyle Bowler. No other team has done 10 plus consecutive week one losses. <laughs> so, yeah. My man from up above, Matt Mitchell, just dropped in. The Browns are historically horrible opening week. So this line just stinks the whole hell. That's what I said to the other pros. I was like, why don't we all just put all of our money on this opening day and just walk away the rest of the season? It seems like an auto bet. So maybe the books are just getting us all fat for the season. But I'm with you, Chad. I, I, I want to take the Browns so bad because it's like an ugly road dog that's been undervalued because they – have a horrible quarterback right now but the rest of their team is just stacked but everything just in my body wants me to take carolina again they're they're the superior team in this position being at home having the talent they have everyone's healthy mccaffrey's healthy dj moore's healthy everyone's there i don't know if i can let you do that i think that's where we bump heads on because i'm just scared like as a pro i I feel like the books are sucking us in like what is this line because it went up like you saw it, it went up to two and a half I thought it was going to go three, three and a half, which made more sense. It's down to one, one and a half. At a lot yeah, of it, it's, it's dropping it's, like a stone. It's bizarre. So, like, I'm, I think that's too fishy for me to mess with, but I, I get why Chad loves his Carolina Panthers. All right. Well, give me a, give me a game then that you like. The other, the other one that I've really come around on and I've let go of my personal animus, Bears plus seven against San Francisco. Which I also don't hate. Again, I think it's one of those that I've just been staring at the lines too much. Because I told you, I, I'm i fighting every urge of my body not to take a position on the Jets at seven and a half. Like, I'm fighting every every little ounce of not texting my runner to be like, go hit this number for me just because I should take a position. Like, it's overvalued to the max. Same with the Bears. Like, the Bears at plus seven against Trey Lance. Again, he started games last year, but come on. Like, this is his team now making his first start with the guy he's replacing standing behind him on the sideline. It's a lot for this 49ers team. And, you know, we just saw a word. Kittle's banged up, right? Kittle's not practicing this week. Something happened to him on Monday. The number one blocking tight end might not be playing in this game for them, which is a big deal for this Bears team if they're going to stop the run. So I don't hate it, but I still I, I want to find some chalk. Again, the chalk I was thinking is a number people can't get. I just want to hear your opinion, Chad, for contest sake. Minus three and a half Chiefs. Would you put that in now that number is up to six and a half, five and a half? Are you still like, it just feels too chalky and this is kind of a trap? Well, I, if the Delta, if we're getting a lot of closing line value on this and it opened at three and a half and that's what it is in the contest and now it's at six and a half, I'd probably six, take the Chiefs. Six or five and a half, right? I'd probably take them uh, because I'm with you. I think there's too much there's been too much backlash and now the backlash to the backlash on Mahomes and how good this team can be is beginning. So the time to get the chiefs was when it was at three and a half. So if that's still available somewhere, I'd probably go with it. And again, we're talking about the time, like the week one is just so wonky last year, the dolphins, they beat the Patriots and they looked like they were going to run with that division against the bills. They didn't even make the playoffs. And the Patriots didn't make the playoffs. So again, I, I understand why people are so hesitant with this Chiefs love, because they're just like, you know, again, I, I had a couple guys mention it. It has to be different, right? No Tyreek Hill. It's a different offense. I just haven't seen that. This preseason, from what I've seen, they just looked like it's business as usual in the games they played, and all their beat writers say the same thing. So I might be way too high coming in on the Chiefs, and I might be paying for that. But if you in your contest can get three and a half, that's a great number. Now let's just knock it out, Chad. Would we put Tennessee in as a favorite 
minus five and a half. Is that one you put on the list or is that too, too risky for you going against all of our brethren and the professional breaders who are all on the Giants? I mean, you can even open the action app. I'm the only one right now in Tennessee. I think we have seven or eight guys all on the Giants, which is I guess my feeling on this is I don't feel strongly enough that we have to have a favorite, right? Each game is an independent event. It's not like it's not like we can it's not like if we choose five underdogs, all five of those can't cover, right? So I wrote it in my notes though from last year. And it said, whatever you do. Don't put five dogs. Always put one favorite in. Because I guess we got burned by that a couple of times. Yeah, but then we're just, we're reaching for a favorite. I'm not though. Like, I love these favorites that just sucks for the lines move. So like, I'm not trying to fuck with the fans, but like me and Chad want to make a millionaire and we're trying to help other people in their contests. And I've seen other people's contests. They have the same thing. They have a Chiefs minus three and a half, which again, doesn't help you so much here. You can tease them, right? Because now they're up to five and five and a half, six, but. I'm just trying to think of a favorite we can get in there because it's like, I love Green Bay. I know there's no way I can talk you into it. Like, you like the Vikings. The Vikings, all the trends point to the Vikings, a home divisional dog. I get that. Vikings at home as well. Like, that's just a spot you take the Vikings. I don't want to fight you on it because it's not historically for me to bet Green Bay, not a smart bet. That's a 40% bet, but I can't fight my system. I just think it's a bad number. The Viking hype's peaking right now. So I'm just trying to find a favorite. I mean, you can both be agreeing. Then I would say... I like the Chiefs. I like I like the Chiefs. Then I like the Titans at those numbers. If the Chiefs at three and a half aren't available in a contest, then I like the Titans at five and a half. But I know it sounds crazy. I'd prefer the Seahawks at plus six and a half. <laughs> See, I wouldn't fight you on that. That's that's the problem with our show. They're like, I love dogs, so it's like I can't fight you on that. Then, I dude, just you love know what? the Seahawks. Let's then let's go with what we love. All right. We're going with Seattle plus six and a half. Let's put our money where our mouth is. Let's the have Simon the of the past is trying to warn us. I'm trying to listen to Simon of the past. He, he's been through it last year. We're so happy and fresh right now. This was written. I had the date marked. It's from 1110. So this is November. This was a dark day for your boy. So it just, you know what? I think, I think, I think the rule is have at least one favorite except week one when all the lines are whack and every favorite is overinflated. That's true. No, that's a, that's a great point. All right, so here's our final five. Lions plus four, Atlanta plus five and a half, Houston plus seven, Steelers plus six and a half, Seattle plus six and a half. I can guarantee you there's not a single person who's thinking about that as being their favorite five. I love it. It's amazing hearing you read it out loud. It's disgusting. There yeah. might be four wins combined for the five teams that we chose this year. Yep. Um, all right. The other thing we have to do, we've done our fave five. We've done the BBO, uh, the um, big balls bet of the week. I was going to say BBOC because I love the big bets on campus podcast with Colin Wilson and Stucky. Let's um, talk about Survivor and then Round Robin. Survivor to me, Baltimore and Tennessee. Yeah, I've just been fighting with this Ravens game. I so bad wish it was Zach Wilson, but we kind of knew. We knew it was going to be Flacco. You know, it's terrifying. This is such a pros versus Joe's game. I just, every pro I know is going to come back in on this, this number seven and a half. Like when the show gets posted tonight or whenever it is, I can see it already being back to six and a half for the Ravens. I'm telling you, the professionals are going to bet this number. You're getting a veteran quarterback in Flacco in just one game. They'll take this every time, like this kind of position for this guy. And I just can't see it. Like this Ravens team is matched up perfectly to just dominate this Jets team. And again, 
Flacco can have an old all world game. I have no system that can predict that. All I can do is use is the the numbers at hand. So when I'm putting in the most likely teams to win week one, Ravens are number one, no doubt. Number two is the 49ers. I don't feel comfortable with the 49ers though. So I've just moved them off. I'm not going to do them. Like I've, I've, I've thought about this for literally three months about who the hell we're going to take for this week one. I can't do it with the 49ers. I just do not want to do that against this Bears team that could easily steal this game week one. So it just comes down to me, like Chad just said, Ravens, Tennessee. So in our main one, Chad, I'd rather do the Ravens to get them out of the way. But I see why you want to get Tennessee out of the way, right? Tennessee is healthy right now, and they we have faith in them right now. Things could change quick with this Tennessee team. We can never even want to use them ever again. So I get both sides. For me, most comfortable play for our big money, million-dollar maker, Survivor Pool. Let's just use the Ravens. Get them out of All the right. way. Ravens it is. I'm good with that. Before we get to Scooch Roulette, which is our head-to-head, I will let you choose first. Let's do our money line underdog, Ron Robin. Parley. So, Chad, from our favorite round robin, our gross underdog round robin that people hated on, but it cashed nine out of uh, 18 weeks. Or maybe we skipped week one, but I know it went nine and seven or nine and eight. Woo. Let's start off right away. Steelers plus 220 on the road against Cincy. Love it. Divisional dog on the road against a team that lost in the Super Bowl. We take this every time. Somebody got to be all in for everybody to be all in. Texans plus 300 against a Colts team that historically is terrible on opening week. Again, we talked about it. They lost to a 1-15 Jags, the only win of the season for the Jaguars. Hold your nose. Throw them in this round, Robin. Crazy max value. Next up, the Atlanta Falcons. Chad knows we talked about it. We just love these divisional home dogs, and this is a great spot for Atlanta team playing, again, against a rookie head coach on the road with Jameis Winston, who loves to throw picks. Give it to me every time. I love this number so much. This is going to be in a lot of my, like, you know, if I'm doing multiple round robins, I'll probably have Atlanta and a decent amount of them, including the Texans as well. Next up, the Lions. How can we forget about the Lions, right? Plus 165 right now, plus 160, depending on uh, what number you can get. Everyone's going to be on it. It's a trendy dog. I don't care. I love the Lions to pull the upset off, shock the world, start the season with a win. If they're going, I don't even know what it was, 0-10 last year to start the year. Do it, Lions. This is, this is it. So for the last one, Chad, who do you think we should fill in for our fifth spot? Let's do the Jags against the Commanders. Plus 120 on the action app. Yeah, plus 120. You know, it's a little bit riskier than betting the Vikings, but we're both big fan of the Jags. We like him as a long shot to win the AFC South. We're both invested heavily in Trevor Lawrence props for the year. <laughs> I mean, let's add the Jags. Our five for the round robin will be the Steelers, the Falcons, the Texans, the Lions, and the Jags. That is for the Moneyline Underdog Round Robin Parlay. Just go out there and try to have fun, you know. You know, having fun is the name of the game. Reminder, our fave five right now, the teams that we like most, again, follow the faves five in the Action Network app. We will post these on Sunday. We reserve the right for injuries to update, line moves, etc. cetera. Um, but right now we like the Lions plus four, Atlanta, plus five and a half, Houston, plus seven, Seattle, plus six and a half, Steelers, plus six and a half. It's the grossest fave five you would get <laughs> from any betting podcast, but we are professionals. All right. 
It's time for Scooch Roulette. When all hope is lost, all that's left is relief. Let's play Scooch Roulette. Simon. All right. I guess I am the defending champion. Let's see. Now, I like to pick not what I love, but what I think Chad will love, which is a fun game. Um, I have so many that I love. No matter what you pick, like I've got a 1A and a 1B. That's tough. Because early days. Check back in week six. Chad won't be so chippy about picking the scooch roulette. Nope. I'm never more confident than I am before something starts. I mean, I got to do it. I'm, I'm all in on it. I've, I put my flag on it. I'm going to look like a jackass if it doesn't hit, so I might as well lean into it. Plus seven and a half, Houston at Fandle. Give it to me on Scooch Roulette. Wow. I am going to go Oh my. I, I'm hating it as I say it. <laughs> Atlanta plus five and a half. Didn't, didn't we make a pact that we would never, ever, ever, ever bet the Falcons again? That was last year. They, they, they got us good last year, but we, we wised up. We made money down the road fading them, but no, it's a new year. Mariota, our savior. Oh, my God. Reminder, go check out the Action Network app. Download it. Two handles that you want to follow. The Faves Five, which we will update Sunday afternoon with our final five that Simon and I put into our contest. Another handle, the Favorites Podcast, has everything else. Big Balls Better of the Week, our executive decision, our Simon Says, our Foxhole. So... Those are what you need to follow if you want to keep track of everything we're talking about here. I am Chad Millman. He is Simon Hunter. Our producer is Matt Mitchell. This has been the Favorites Podcast from the Volume Podcast Network. Rate, review, subscribe, download us, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Leave us five stars. Say whatever you want. Feedback is a gift. Till next time. Love you. Coast, can he make it? Yes, he can!